Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I'm Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, none other than Marcus Chinqui. It's been a while, Marcus, but I'm going to ask you because I ask you every time, <laughs> how the hell are you? It has been a while, but you know... Yeah, I'm doing okay. Holiday break. We got uh, Happy a few days off. By the way, yeah, uh, uh, belated Thanksgiving wishes to you and yours. I saw you doing a little. Uh, <laughs> were you doing a little grilling out there, or uh, frying a turkey? What were you doing? We got there? a turkey breast and we grilled it. It took roughly an hour and a half. But you're on, you're on I, charcoal, right? Oh yeah, got yeah, that. Right. I got the new Weber. Uh, been having <laughs> a great time with it, and the turkey came out great. It was awesome. Juicy. So ju- it was one of the best turkeys I've ever had. Now, keep wow. in mind, it was only the two of us. So we did have a turkey breast only. But hey, if it works. That's a, I mean, that's I got a uh, I got a meal from Whole Foods. OK, that featured a turkey breast because it was just for two people. <laughs> so uh, it was it? like, again, I don't love turkey. I've only had one delicious turkey in my life okay and i think we talked about it last year that it was uh kevin Steele that made something Ooh. and it was hey, one dog. of the best is one of the best uh turkey slices i've ever had but it's so it's so easy to dry it out than to make sure you hit it perfect every time so and you got a baste and all that stuff and oh yeah i don't know uh, i'm picking it up from whole foods yeah now, i made a ham instead we we got the turkey breast from Whole Foods. Great produce. You have to pay a little right. extra, but it always That's what I figured. Like they it. have good stuff at Whole Foods. Oh yeah. It's the best. How was the 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 prepped meal that you got? Uh, pretty good. I mean you're it not comes a turkey in a... guy though. I, I feel like yeah, no matter I'm... even if it was the best you've ever had, I feel like you're not gonna get excited about it. I know, except for that one time. I'm still talking about it, and it's like ten years later. But I made <laughs> a ham instead, because I gotta have ham. They uh, it didn't come with the meal, so I had to buy one and bake it myself. Put a little glaze on there, fantastic. And the stuffing, stuffing was okay, wasn't great. It was okay. And then I had some green beans and mashed potatoes came with it. Gravy, mashed potatoes were pretty good. It's quite the like, meal. Yeah, it was for me and Matthew just sitting around. Uh, watched a little, watched the Santa Claus. Nice. Speaking of Tim Allen, yeah, yeah, a classic. <laughs> that's when. Uh, Speaking of Tim Allen, before the podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the holiday traditions. You know, the holiday movies are coming up. So Thanksgiving's the only when I started. So yeah, a nice little, nice little evening. You know, nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a big, too. I'm a big Thanksgiving guy. Uh, I love to eat. I I love all the things on a Thanksgiving plate. You get to hang out, watch football all day. Although this year. The games were pretty subpar, to say the yeah. least. I, I mean, did you... sweep all three in the Pick'em League, though. So oh, there you go. That's a first. <laughs> How you doing tonight? We are, by the way, we are doing for the first time a podcast while we are simultaneously watching New York Knicks Boston Celtics game, where Marcus is a little ahead of me, uh, but as I'm watching, the Knicks are up seventy to sixty three in the third quarter, which. We're just uh, we're just waiting to see how the Knicks are gonna blow it. I guess you're a little bit. I'm a little bit ahead, so I can tell you an updated score, but I won't. I'll let you. I'll yeah, let you I'm, see. I'm watching Tate. I'm bringing the ball down right now, so 
Um, I'm assuming he'll hit a three, maybe a two. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see how much time. Oh, ooh. And do you like seeing Ennis get some buckets? By the way, I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> I don't. Me happy. Yeah, I don't miss him. But I like, I like him as a guy, like as a player. I was happy to have him on the team, and I still follow him on uh, Instagram. He's always doing weird stuff out there, but happy to see him. Love the way he plays. You know, he's just he's just out there, just plays hard. I'm happy for him. All right, so so we've been gone for a little bit. I want to get right into it. This is the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. I think via text message, I've threatened to not be a Knicks fan <laughs> every day for the last two weeks. I do this every year. <laughs> I feel like it gets worse and worse. The Knicks are 4-15. and 15. They are in third to last place, only behind Atlanta and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State, who was an early pick for me to do well this season... <laughs> It, yeah, big time, <laughs> big time. Uh, you could say it's due to injury. That that's pretty much a big that part because they pretty much it, yeah. Team. But would they have still done as well as I thought they would if they didn't get injured? Maybe not. Who knows? So it was an, it was an interesting <laughs> thing yesterday. I was hanging out with a couple friends. They just had uh, babies, twins. So they have no idea what's going on in the outside world. And I had to, the uh, the dad is a fellow diehard Nick fan. He, this is the first time he said in his life he has not seen a minute of a Nick game all season. Picked a good so I had, to get him, I had to get him up to speed. But he also had no, like nothing around the NBA. So he had no idea that the Warriors were in last place. And that they lost their entire team. So <laughs> I'm explaining everything that's been going on this season to him. And it's just like, this is crazy. Like, wait, so wait, how are the Warriors so bad? I was like, well, they lost this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And can Steve Kerr coach? I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> they are lottery bound and probably going to get the number one pick. But as we've seen, it doesn't matter what place you land in. As long as you're in the lottery, you could end up with the number one pick. So who knows? But it was interesting to explain him what the Knicks are like because he didn't know like yeah like and, why is it why is it Knox playing well why isn't uh, Mitchell Robinson starting what's why does Julius Randle why am I hearing whispers on the train that Julius Randle sucks so <laughs> I had to explain everything to him and, which was fine but also a little upsetting and that's what I want to get into right away is that I think coming into this year we didn't of all the things that could have gone wrong with the Knicks. I think everything that's happened, there's some things we could have said, okay, I saw that coming, I saw that coming. But I think there's been a lot of surprises. And I don't think if we were to pinpoint what the problems are with the Knicks, we would have guessed that these were the things causing them to lose games and to be a 4-15 and 15 team, which in a weak Eastern Conference, with even their schedule that they've played, they should not be a 4-15 and 15 team. And we've watched the games that they've lost, where they should have won. Or even be, a, I mean, even to be a 7-13 and 13 team. Hey, like if you're 7-13... If you're they're already and 13, worse than they were last year. Yeah. If you're 7-13, and 13, you're in the playoff hunt. You're a couple games out. It's <laughs> like I saw a stat... You're second to last. 
I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this one until I get to, yeah. until we get to well, my process. Let, let's get right into it because I'm I've been fuming all week. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> but I kind of texted you earlier in the week where I asked you to come up with your top three reasons you think the Knicks are losing because. Every game we watch and it's close games. It, it, every It feels like every game is a different reason why they lose. And I'm just trying – I can think of a hundred reasons why the Knicks lose all the time. I'm not going to mention any names, Wayne Ellington. I'm not going <laughs> to mention any names. So but I could – But to, I want to really focus in on what is wrong with this team. We didn't think they would be very good. Vegas had them at a 27-win team, which I think they're going to fall on the under – Hey, maybe they even get up to 27 wins, but that's still a very bad team. So no one was expecting this team to win games, but I think what's upsetting us so much, as I said before, is the way in which they're losing. So top three, hit me with your number three. What you think is the reason this team is losing? Uh, Okay. So like you said you could pick like 50 different things at least that you could choose from but i'm gonna say i already know what clear and, the clear number one and is wh- well no no, no. But- i want i want to let's go three to one let's let's save that big number one for the end and also you cannot use james dolan as a reason because he is my number one a a a a he is at the top you know how i feel about james and top to bottom franchise it's been a thing for 20 years but this season specifically, what is the problem? Give me okay, that number. So three. one of them, one of the, I'll go number three is it's gotta it's gotta it's gotta be their the way they run the offense. I okay. think is good. It's it's I mean some of these are gonna be a little tight, but yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Get detail. Let's get detail and, and, and how they run the offense. So, if you it it, it and it, it kind of could could uh, snow, uh to blend into what the number two is also. Yeah, but same because of who's calling these plays. But uh, their offensive scheme. It's like okay, we don't have a point guard. There's a lot of elements to the offense, so it's a kind of a blanketed statement. But you have no point guard that can start a play that can run a play. You could see they always have either Mark, uh, Marcus Morris bringing the ball up, Julius Randle bringing the ball up, uh, Taj Gibson bringing the ball up. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like whoever gets the inbound pass just goes. And that was just designed by the way. I know. And that was part of, part of, uh, Fisdale's offense last year. It was the big thing. He was saying, we want everybody to be able to handle the ball. Yeah. Get the rebound off the court. You got to know your personnel. And if they can't do it, don't make them do it, you know? And then when you just watch how they're setting people up, you have guys that aren't go-to scorers. We don't have a go-to scorer. So the offense just stalls when it comes down to crunch time. And yes, that's all good throughout like three, three and a half quarters where they're scoring and they're doing all this stuff. But it's... You know, it's it's tough to watch when it comes down to like, okay, we got to get a bucket, and what play are you going to run? Yep. And the plays that they end up do running, it's like, what are you doing? Why <laughs> so is that bad. the play? And well, I will. What, I'll, 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 so, oh, what was the what was the game where? 
Oh, what was it? The 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 game against Charlotte. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Was that? Yeah, 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 they, yeah. I, I the guy in Charlotte, whatever his name is, he's the leading scorer on Charlotte. I'm I'm I apologize for not knowing his name, but he hits a three at the, at the near end of regulation where the Knicks are up two, where Frank pick and roll, Mitch drops. Mitchell Robinson on the pick and roll drops all the way back towards the basket when you're up two with under 10 seconds left, which is absurd. And Frank doesn't get over to the screen and get to his man guarding the three. Cause you know, the center's not going to be shooting a three guy hits a three. Charlotte goes up one. And then there's, I think about 3.4 seconds left. Roughly Knicks have the ball timeout down one. This is like the moment. Hey, fizz. Come on. Here we go. <laughs> What's the play? It's inbound to Julius Randle, hold the ball, take a dribble, step back shot. Time has already expired. Even <laughs> if it goes in, it doesn't count. And that's the end of the game. And he shot an air ball. So, and, and he shot and an air so, ball. So the crazy thing about that play, too, is that he's a lefty. Yeah. He going, going to right. his right. He loves going There was right. no way he was going to get that it, shot off in time. And it was a terrible shot. So it's like, yeah. and then Fitz will say that was the design play. Why is that the design play? I'd love to know. And then today, I was, it was like a throwaway play, but it was like the last play of the half. And they ran the same play. Julius Randle <laughs> coming up with it <laughs> to take the, the final yeah. shot. And you're like, what, what, why is that in he the play? He has playbook? no business being at the top of the game. I don't understand why this is Here he is again. Part, one of their plays. I'm watching the game now. <laughs> He's only Randle for three. Ah, uh, miss. Here we go. Okay, so this is a problem watching the game live. We're, as we're talking about the thing, they're doing that same thing. And it's throughout the game. It's just more magnified when you watch it at the end. But to what you're saying, my number three is the exact same thing. I kind of condensed it to simply the Knicks have no leader. And this is why mm-hmm. they can't run an offense. They have no facilitator. And coming into the season, that was a concern for me. We mentioned that the Knicks have no closer. Who's the guy that's going to close the game? These are all the things we talk about. But even bigger, I knew already they have no closer. So when I say there's no leader, I thought this season, because of the personnel that they had, maybe Julius Randle could have been the leader. I don't know this guy that well. He's still young. He's like a veteran on the team, which is kind of crazy to think about. He's one of our vets. And this guy really... Hasn't he was on the Lakers for a few years, did well in New Orleans, still a lot of question marks. I was excited as a Nick fan, but is he ready to be a leader? And that's I can thing. already yeah. tell you the answer is no. No, you see that he was like so, a second or third, no, well, a third or fourth option yeah. on those other teams. Right. And now he's being forced to be a number one. And, so, you know, you can tell he can't do it. So. But even bigger, when I say no leader, as you said, running the offense, we have no quarterback. We have no, it's bigger than just a point guard. We have no guy, and this is the job of a point guard, to facilitate the offense. In the beginning of the season, we saw Alfred Payton, where when we saw him play that one game, we both even said, this is the guy who needs to run the team. He is, he is the best fit to do that. He hasn't played at all. Honestly, I haven't heard anything about him. I hope he's okay. I don't they think he's okay. They said uh, he's doing light practicing. Yeah, 
but, but here's the thing. Not, he's still not. And here's yet. the thing. You're already a quarter into the season. Alfred Payton, even if he comes back, it's going to take him a while. The way Fizz eases players back and everything else, I don't trust that he's going to do the right thing anyway. But that's the bigger thing with no leader. It's not only on the players. With a team like this, where you have to play team ball, and RJ Barrett, who's shown the most promise to be that actual leader, Fizdale has to be the leader. So when I say no leader, I'm also throwing shade on David Fizdale. I hate your rotations. I'm sick and tired of all the things. We, we, we praise him so much about saying the right thing to the media all the time. Always has the right thing to say. Those days are over. Get and still, this stuff with, with Kevin Knox right now, how he's trying to teach him a lesson. Let me, let me teach you a lesson, David Fizdale. Get the New York Knicks are 30th in the league in points per game. And you want to teach Kevin Knox about defense? Kevin Knox is your best shooter. So what? So how are you sitting this guy in the bench? Oh, because Wayne Allen said he can shoot. Yeah, he used to be able to shoot. This guy stinks. He's terrible. You the stink. Only thing, the only thing he's out there for is to shoot. And he ain't even doing that. So you want to you want to hate on Kevin Knox for his defense. Your team without Kevin Knox is 18th in the league in defense. That's the bottom half of the league. So now you're taking out a guy trying to teach him a lesson who's only 20 years old. Get him out there. Oh, because you want to play Marcus Morris 40 minutes a game? Where you have a young team where everyone's 19 to 22 years old. But no, let me play a 30-year-old who's not going to be the future of the Knicks. Who has been playing very, very well. I'll give him that. But he's a hothead. He's getting teased. He's not a leader. He's a ball hog. He doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't make his teammates better. The Knicks are still losing games with all his numbers. Yes, I like the way Marcus Morris plays. Don't get me wrong. But I need him to coach Kevin Knox. I need him to make the young guys better. I need him to be a team leader. He's not. The team's 4-15. and There is no team leader. And watching this New York Knicks team was going to be frustrating enough. But without any leader, including the coaching staff, that is my number three biggest frustration is that no one in the organization is leading this team. Even Clyde and Breen are giving up. These guys can't even take it. it it's, it's sad. I feel bad that. for them having to sit through all these games and having to watch and talk about it. And Clyde just has to figure out something to chuckle about. Because, oh, man. Man, I, I'm sorry. I, I get a little fired up early on, but I know it's only number three. But that—that's it. You would think it would be my number one, but there are other. My number two and number one are a little bit more detailed. Uh, whereas number three, it's just there's it's fake leadership. And I know Fizdale is trying to look to his players, especially Randall and Morris, to be the leader, and that's why they're playing so much. But they're not. Like, how do you not how how do you watch the games and not see that? You see the dumb stuff Marcus Morris gets into every game. These technical <laughs> fouls. He gets into it with Embiid. And it, the best part was is that the way he got into it with Embiid is like, Embiid wasn't even really doing anything yet. Like, yeah, he's being annoying and he's kind of a dirty player. But, and this was the previous Sixers game, but he, he kind of pulls him down on a play. Where he yeah, wasn't he doing anything. He wasn't doing anything. Like, he wait till like, he's actually argue. being annoying. <laughs> like to do something. Ben Simmons. Like, and, then, and then you can't argue that play yeah. that he's like, I didn't do anything. What is it's like, yeah. You pulled him down. 
And he had a right to get mad at you and hopefully punch you in the face. So let me ask you, am I wrong? I I feel like our number three is both on the, we're we're saying the same thing. Uh, It's a much more general point that we're making, but it is something that even a bad team like the Atlanta Hawks, who's right there with the Knicks, I would say Trey Young is the leader of that team. Oh, what the f***? (laughs) Oh, pardon. (laughs) Excuse you. No, it um, it stopped it stopped recording. We're back. A little <laughs> bit of a <laughs> technical difficulty. <laughs> Knicks are in the fourth quarter, four and a half minutes left, down three, blowing it currently as we thought they would, but hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Let's talk couple more reasons why we think the Knicks are blowing it. I'm going to go with my number two reason being such that the Knicks have no shooters. We were talking about Knicks not having leaders. Once again, they are dead last in points per game. No one on the Knicks can shoot. And I'm sick and tired of seeing Julius Randle lined up. The top of the key, shooting threes. Bobby Porter shooting threes. Taj Gibson shooting threes. We don't even get Alonzo Trier in there, but he's not really a good three-point shooter. Dennis Smith certainly can't shoot. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, it's not there's like... There's no shooters. Even, I get even it. From like, that's what the mid, league is. Mid-range game. I, the Knicks, they're not, they're not good at scoring. And the one thing you think they'd be good at at layups? The one thing that drives you nuts more than anything, this team can't hit layups. The Knicks... Can't score the basketball, hence why they are 30th. And I'm not going to blame Fizdale on that. I'll blame him when he's not playing Kevin Knox, because he's the one guy who can shoot, but Knicks can't shoot. I mean, Dotson's probably the only other guy that's like a legit shooter, just like a spot-up shooter. Yep. And now he's getting more minutes, but... It's like, yeah, which took you long enough, but yeah, seriously. And, and I get it. Like he's coming off a shoulder injury and yeah, yeah it took him but, a while to get, I agree, but sure. he's like now, now he's coming in and he wants to try to play some of these guys and you're not going to get any kudos for me. You should have been playing him for a while, but <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so frustrating because it's and it's harder when we're watching it. We're watching it all happen. Like you said, <laughs> we're watching it literally unravel. Celtics are on a twelve-zero run right now, yep. and yep. it they looks like this up, game but... is over. <laughs> yep, just like that. Just like that. So Knicks can't score. They can't, they can't score. And, 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 and like they we were saying up before, the games. it has to do with I think like what I was saying before was how their offense is is uh, is being run. Yep. And they just, you got to know how to maximize who you have. And yes, it's a shooter's league now. It's a three-point shooting league, but you don't have any. So stop saying like, oh, Randall has the green light to shoot a three. Portis has the green light to shoot a three. They shouldn't. And I don't know why they don't, like, we've, we've said it a few times. You know, the pick and roll. It's an easy play. It's unstoppable if you do it right. Clyde loves to see it. But for the funny thing, the Knicks don't run it, and they can't stop it on defense. So yeah. it just doesn't make any 
any kind of sense what like what like what to do on either end of the floor and i just you know it's uh yeah I've it's, heard, it's it, something it so bit, yeah. but you know what i also got to say i think this idea of having no shooters i got to call out management a little bit on this too yeah like they put all this team we together. heard coming into the season just admit that you struck out with free agents <laughs> just admit it like oh yeah know you know you these did guys didn't fit <laughs> we knew who we got and all we heard was now we got players we got players who can compete how many times did fizzdale say that that we we have a team we have some guys who can play basketball now it's going to be a different year we want to make a playoff push all this talk got no one who can shoot the ball what is the goal of basketball? <laughs> to put the ball put the in ball the, hoop in the hoop and put more balls in the hoop than the other team. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's really that simple. And Fizdale wants to focus on stopping other teams from putting the ball in the hoop. I get it. Defense is important. Yeah, but not when you run you know defense to say? with I, throwing I will double say, teams at people. Yeah, and I will say... Defense still can win games, and defense is very, very important. But the league, all professional sports leagues are moving more towards offense. The rules are leaning more towards offense. Why do you think after the ball hits the rim, the shot clock goes to 14 seconds? Quick in the pace. Eight-second backcourt. Quick in the pace. Buckets, 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 buckets. The Golden State Warriors, that little dynasty that they had, which I think, I mean, the dynasty I think is over, but I don't think the Warriors are over when, you know, all the players come back next year. But they, their offense, the three-point ball. And keep in mind, even with that team, they, they played very good defense. But let's not kid ourselves. It was the offense that got them to where they were. And this is becoming a very offensive-minded league. Yes, you got to play Defense when it matters. But at the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the hoop you, to make it a game when it comes down to crunch time. That's when you need a bucket. We talk about the greats, MJ, Kobe, guys who could put the ball in the bucket when you need a bucket. The Knicks have no one yet who we know can do that. The young guys yet to yet to see. I would even love to see at the end of the game giving R.J. Barrett at the ball at the top of the key, clear out. He's probably the only one I'm no. comfortable with yeah. letting no. him do let's that. Watch, let's watch Julius Randle dribble it off his ankles <laughs> or shoot the ball after the buzzer goes off. It's ridiculous. But with all this, brings me to my number one, which I think I, you would agree with. I guarantee you we one. have the same number one because it is the most you, you obvious. Want to, you thing. want to say it on, on three? <laughs> yeah. Okay. One, One two, two, three, free throws. throws. Free throws. <laughs> <laughs> and as we just said that, I just watched this game, the Knicks playing the Celtics right now, who are about, I think, to lose. They're down seven with two minutes left. Their free throw percentage go from 71%, which I was still going to poo-poo on, just went down to under 70%. So I saw... The Knicks are the worst in the league in free throws. The two guys on the team that get to the ball, the, the 
the bucket the most and get on the line the most have the worst free throw shooting. They can't have free throws. And you see Fizz kind of laugh about it because he's like, I don't know what to do, this, that, and the other thing. I don't know. Maybe practice Make free them throws. shoot free throws every day. They should be Instead in the gym. Worrying about defense? Shoot 500 free throws. Go take, go get a little little massage, a little steam. Come right back. Shoot 1,000 free throws. Get a little something to eat. Yeah. Come back again. Shoot 500 more it's, free throws. That's what they should be doing every single day. Until it becomes a habit and it's muscle memory and you're like, whatever, I can shoot. You could give me these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to yeah. play basketball and to put and, a ball in a hoop. And you could give me twenty bucks, I will hit at least two out of four free throws. Cold. Now I'll, just give me a ball and just let me go. I will I will hit over fifty percent. And I will say, man, when you're running up and down the court and you're you're playing an NBA game, free throws can be tough, but to me, missing free throws is not just about not practicing enough. It's not just about not being a good shooter. Free throws are, especially at this level, it's a mental thing, but even bigger. When your team are a bunch of losers. The Knicks are losers. Let's just say what it is. They, they lose games. They are used to losing. They know how to lose every game. The games, the one game that they won the game was one time against the bulls, that bulls game where we were coming on this cast talking about, Hey, you know, it's a new team. Maybe they figured something out. Nope. No, they didn't. It was one game against another bad team in the Eastern conference. The Knicks are a bunch of losers. And when it comes down to it, even in the close games, which they would be winning if they knew how to hit free throws, they figure out ways to lose, and they're it's it's programmed, it's subconscious, it's it's part of the team DNA, it's the organization. They are a bunch of losers, and it starts off with my one AAA number one reason why this team is a bunch of losers. It is James Dolan, who is the loser of all losers. They're losers. You ever been on a losing team? You know what it's like to lose? I lost a lot playing uh, basketball back like, in the day. It's like we can go we back to uh, Comac we High School. We were not good. But I'm just saying, it, it's you get used to losing. You learn how to lose. Winning is something you can learn. And yes, you have to have the talent, this and that. But it, it's, it's a thing in sports. The Browns. The Lions. The Jets. The Jets. <laughs> The Mets, the laughing stocks. It's not a coincidence that the, these franchises, that this happens. You get used to losing. They come in. It's the organization. It's a it's a feeling. And uh, the Knicks are losers, and 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 poor free throw percentage. There's a correlation. I saw I saw being a, a team that today. doesn't know how to win and bad free throw shooting. I saw a stat today that the Knicks. Free throw percentage. I think they're at 60, 68 or 67 as a team. The league yeah. average is 72 or 73. If they were hitting their free throws at, <clears throat> at the league average, they would be a game out of eighth place in the yeah. East. It just, Isn't that amazing? Isn't and, that amazing? And it just... Like they say it every game. It's like I think even more so on Friday against the the Sixers was like 
if you hit the free throws, it equates us, it just equates to more wins. And Clyde was just like, yeah, they would have won this game if they just hit their free throws because they missed double-digit free throws. Missing that many, that's just giving points away. That's just leaving points on the table. And that means you lose a game. And it should be something that they, you know, like it gets in your head, but it's easily correctable. You know, like you are a professional. It is getting proper form on how to shoot a free throw. It's not that hard. It's the first thing you learn. It's the first thing you do when you go into the gym. Yeah. It's just shoot free throws because there's no one there. It's just you staring at a hoop. And get a bucket. You're a professional. You get paid millions of dollars to do this. You should be able to hit a, a shot with no hand in your face. You should be able to do that easily. <laughs> what's funny? What's funny is they can't even do it in a game on the court. What makes you think when they're standing by themselves on, a, <laughs> on the free throw line they're gonna hit it? It's 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 bad. It's really bad. Um, you know, we were gonna do a segment. We did one of the first podcasts called "Can't Stand You." Who, who on this team? Like you know, it could be anything. It could be it could be a upper management a player but i want to hold off i want to hold off on that i want to save that for next for next time because I, I i just want to i really want to let everything I'm, I'm angry i can't stay in the whole damn team right now <laughs> okay i'm about to go all Stephen a on this right now but I, I have a bigger question for you where this time last year kp was still on the knicks and the outlook of the Knicks was we're building youth. KP's gonna go back. I think what did what did Fisdale say? We have a what did he refer to to KP coming back? That he, we were oh. different from like the Sixers. We have a I, I know what you, I can't, I can't even think the, of it right now. <laughs> I don't know what he said. It was it was something wild like that. Like a you know waiting in the wings. We have we have a guy. Most teams don't have that. Right, we're gonna get a number one pick. We have KP coming back, a lot of young talent. Knicks are going to the playoffs. Well, now KP's gone. We come back. We've signed Randall. All these guys. What do you see as the Knicks' future right now? Like, what what is the timeline for you of when the Knicks are gonna be competitive again? What is the move? Is it is it still a we have to get a free agent? Because that's the other thing. We struck out on free agents. So I'm. I'm really struggling right now as a Knicks fan. And that's why I've been threatening to to not be a Knicks fan in the last two weeks. Because I don't I don't know what the future is right now other than keep developing RJ and the young talent. And I hope to God in five or six years that through all our draft picks that guys like Knox, RJ LaMelo is going to come to the Knicks and all these other guys. And then like the Sixers, eventually we'll have our Ben Simmons and we'll have our Embiid and all the, the other guys don't matter. Like the Sixers didn't really sign a free agent. I mean, I guess they got Tobias Harris, but even then the, the Sixers are struggling now a little bit, but, but bigger picture, like what, where, where do you see the future of the Knicks and how they're going to get to be competing, not only for a playoff spot, but for a championship, like one day. What what do you think they're talking about in the front office? What is this the goal for the team? Uh, I mean, because I'm lost. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really lost, man. I think I think we're all kind of lost. Like what what their what their ultimate plan is? Because 
everyone says, you know, build through the draft, build through the draft, but it doesn't, it, it very rarely works these days. And you got to just, I feel like you got to just hope that, you know, one guy turns into something amazing or we see, you yeah. know, like, or somebody's like, like you know, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the Knicks. Yeah, why not? And it's, you know, like Devin Booker or something decides, yeah, I'll go play for the Knicks. Why not? And the Knicks just officially lost. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one thirteen final score one thirteen one oh four. Awful final sequences with uh, Knicks missed eleven free throws. By the way, and there and there you go, double digit free throw misses. You know, <laughs> it's and and to see these guys. You know, they're laughing and happy and everything, like dapping up the other players and stuff. It's like, no, they just kicked your butts and you just let them just like walk all over you. Just walk it, just hang your head and walk into the locker room. You know, it's, it's, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a short answer. I don't know what their plan is moving forward because there's just. I think you said it. I think you said it. It's, it's kind of a, just hope for the best. You just pray that they're going to get a draft pick, that they're going to draft the next LeBron, that they're going to draft the next Giannis. And the, the, the thing I worry about is how impatient Nick fans can be. And also not even impatience, but making sure you draft a 19 year old. That's going to want to still be a Nick by the time he is in his prime at 28. So that's my thing. Even RJ, we love RJ, but is he, He's not the next Anthony Davis. He's not the next LeBron James. He's not the next Dwayne Wade. He's not the next, you know, James Harden. Maybe he could maybe be. Maybe he's the next. Chris and maybe Bosch. he can be one of those stars. But then, who else on the team? You hope a guy like Knox develops. You hope Mitch is going to be an amazing center. But like, is Randall in the future plans? Morris can't be because he's already thirty. Which why it drives me nuts that he he plays so many minutes, even as well as he's playing. I I just I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't know what this team's plan is. And with all the rumors that were spreading about Fizz getting fired and Dolan back in the news, talking about oh we're gonna get the president of Toronto like. <laughs> Okay, did did Toronto's president yeah, did like he say he wants to leave? Make no. Yeah, did he also make Kevin Durant's uh ACL snap and and Clay Thompson get hurt? And did he make the Eastern Conference suck? Was that him? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you got Kawhi Leonard and yeah, now you're having a good year. I mean, so he's going to come and save the team? He's going to make Julius Randle stop dribbling off his ankles? Like I I don't think so. So I'm very lost right now as a Knicks fan, as what the direction is. I, I used to be, we got KP, we got, we're going in the right direction. We're tanking. Now we get RJ and KP. Oh, now we're going to get LaMelo and KP, Zion and K- Everyone's coming. Free agents are going to want to sign here. Do we have to just accept that we have to pray? <laughs> I got to go to Temple? You got to start going to church. Uh, I got a church right up the street, St. Anne's. <laughs> I hear the gong at ten a.m. every day. <laughs> but but 
there's no answer, right? There's no we there's no clear answer what the vision is of this team. I mean it's gonna I think turn into to just uh a game of luck with them to see what who just falls in their lap and says, Oh, okay, now we can turn it around. It's just and like like asking if the Nick fans are gonna be patient. I think I think we all get it now. Like I think everybody gets it that this team stinks and <laughs> you just have to wait and see. Like and I feel like the only thing that's gonna maybe start to shake things up in the front office if people just stop going to the games. It's like, never gonna happen. It's, if, fans, if it was like they, yeah, and if it was like being in in Detroit or something where like the top half of the arena is just empty most of the time, and you know we, people are like oh no one pays to come yeah. here. I know it's never gonna happen, but it's something. It's that didn't you just go to the Nick game? I, I, I went, yeah, I went to the Bulls game. <laughs> yeah. You went, and it was, and that's the yeah, thing, people man. going there's nuts only, in there. There's only 41 home games. So you went to, you went to one. <laughs> like that, that's the thing. There's only 41 home games. It seats, you know, 20,000 plus in a city of millions. People are going to keep going. I love that. When you go on ESPN and you look at the games and it says like t- uh, tickets price starting at on the, on ESPN.com. And it's always Every the mix of the way highest. It's like, like 125 for nosebleed seats. <laughs> yeah. And everyone goes. <laughs> Clyde's there in a suit, ready to go. Breen or Kenny, ready to go. Wally's watching. <laughs> oh, Tina's Wally's not pissed. there anymore. Oh, I miss Tina. She moved on, but celebrity row. Wrap it up with talks of Tina. Yeah. I miss her, yeah. man. Ben Stiller, Johnny Mack, watching the game. Popcorn, maybe a dog, some cotton candy. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's an experience. You still go. That's the, today. I gotta watch. It's like the, you know, the Jets lose to the Bengals 0-11. We just us New York fans. We don't we don't stop. We love <laughs> we love our sports, and we should demand more, but we don't. So here we are. Sorry, I'm, I'm yelling a lot today. Very angry. Um. Anyway, enough basketball talk. <laughs> um, I gotta Frozen tell you, <laughs> I have not seen Frozen yet, but I there were two films that I've seen that I wanted to talk to you about before we get out of here. What do you got? Uh, I want to start with number one, a movie that. I just want to say, wow. I'm still thinking about it. I almost want to go back and watch it again. Can you guess what movie I'm talking about? Is it in theaters or on Netflix? That's a very good question. (laughs) Because if I told you, you would know exactly what the movie is. Netflix. Uh, uh... The Irishman. Uh... Huh? The Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it? I have. A plus. Absolutely loved it. It the the three and a half hours went by way too quick. <laughs> I had to I had to watch it in almost three sittings because something came up where I had to walk away. But I absolutely what is Scorsese's best? I loved it. Pesci, De Niro, just Ray Romano. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was excellent. The writing, 
the the cinematography just from start to finish entertaining i perfect a, a perfect movie i wouldn't change anything about it interesting that's how i feel that's how i feel oh yeah it's i it's the only thing that's tough is that you're watching it at home and not in a theater where like you can get distracted that's always tough in the theater you're locked in you're in the movie no matter what it is and like being at home oh god i get so excited to hit my mic uh it just there were times where i had, I had to pause and come back and i, I rewinded a couple times because i was distracted get a phone call but a plus so I, I, I saw it in theaters. It. I saw it in a theater. And really? Yeah. So they were showing it at a Broadway theater here. Oh, and I was in the very last row. So it was very uncomfortable to watch a movie for three and a half hours sitting there. So I was like, I had to like lean over and like looking down the whole time instead of looking out. It was really. Eh. So I, I mean, I thought the, the acting was fantastic. I thought the uh, all the casting was great. The performances, each of them should get a nomination. But it wasn't my favorite Scorsese movie. But I feel like I need to watch it again because I was so uncomfortable when I was watching it the first time. So if I could watch it from the comfort of my own couch, I might enjoy it a little. But again, it's like it's a slower movie than others. Like there's not a lot. I would say it, it is very reminiscent of Goodfellas. And in terms of just like how it was set up and, you know, guy in the future telling the story about everything that's going on and just like all that. But there was, I feel like there was more that happened in Goodfellas. But, you know, I'll give, I'll give Pesci, I'll give Pesci a nomination right now. I thought he was oh, great. Man. I thought to, came out of retirement for this Niro... one. I mean, I De Niro, yeah, he carries the entire movie. Was, but again, uh, you also got to think so about. I feel like you have to think about it in a different in a different way, which is kind of why I want to re- why to why I want to watch it again, is that you expect it to resolve to something, but all it really resolves to is a more human thing. Is that they're just you know, and we could spoil it, whatever. It's them just getting old, you know, and it's. Yeah, you know they no... they, fig- they figure that this is going to be like is this going to be our lives forever, and it just is like he's just an old guy in a retirement home at the at the end, you know. And well, it's beautiful. It's one of those like yeah, you look at it, it's just like it's not it's not going out with a bang. It's going it's Oof. it's going it's I'm going to disagree. It's going no <laughs> not have... not in a way that like there's a ma- to... like there's a major climax or anything like that. It's just kind of resolved. Well, first of all, this is, the, the movie is based on actual events that took place, yeah. so there is no there is no big finale. It's just the story of these guys through that time, which I didn't know a lot about. Um, so eh, that's a fair point. Hey. Um. But not okay. to say that that's a bad thing you. is how how it ended, <laughs> but you know, it's just how it ended. But I kind of I might watch it again, maybe if I'm on a plane or something. Yeah, oh, it's just <laughs> throughout the movie, it's just oh, it's so good. Um, the other movie I watched, I wanted to ask you to see if you saw. I'm sure you have. Uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tom oh, Hanks. I have Mr. not Rogers. seen that yet. Um, I saw Knives Out instead. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> 
it's very uh it's mr rogers i don't, I don't know it's did you uh, see the documentary movie the documentary was excellent a plus i love the documentary and this movie is not anything like the documentary which i actually appreciated i think to make a movie about mr rogers this is probably how you would do it uh it's super weird and creepy and I think Mr. Rogers is just kind of creepy in a lot of ways. So, like, let me ask: When does it Tom take Hanks place? did a good job, huh? When does it take place? Sometime in the nineties. Okay, because I was like, when every time I saw the previews, I was like, it looks like it's a modern day early nineties, which is what made no, it weird. It's early commercials like that. Like, when do they place early nineties? It's like a it's a it's a time of when Mr. Rogers was kind of at his well-known, uh, was most well-known at his peak. So it just, it, the movie just kind of is, it's weird. You get kind of emotional sometimes like Tom Hanks, you keep, I think the hardest part is that I hate watching movies where you're watching and then you're taken out of it and you're thinking to yourself like about the actor, the person, and not like just watching the oh, movie. And that's why nice. I love the Irishman. Because the whole time, as much as I love the Nero and Pesci, I'm just like, I'm so invested in these characters. They're so good. I'm just like, how are they all every character, every time they speak, I'm like, everyone's just so authentic and good. As to this movie, I'm kind of like, Tom Hanks is creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not like he's doing a good Mr. Rogers impression, but it's hard to impersonate someone like Mr. Rogers. It just is. And, and it, it's kind of creepy. It's that's kind of, like, I kind of got that kinda, vibe yeah. just looking at the previews. Yeah. And I was like, it's a little weird watching him act like that. I'm like, I, I don't know if I could sit but, through that for an hour yeah. and a half. So that's but, uh, why, but why I, I have But that was it. the thing. The movie wasn't, wasn't too long. So it, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I I don't want to see it again for a while or maybe forever. Like I don't need to watch that movie again. I I got it. I get it. So okay. Be you know. I saw Knives find, Out the other find, day. Which Oh, was that good? We almost I kind of wanted to go see that instead of Rogers. I feel like you, you I, I don't know. I was like I feel like you might not like it only because yeah. you like to figure things out before they actually happen. So, like, okay. watching magic tricks with you, you sit there and you try to figure, like, oh, I, I saw what he did, or I know what happened. I already, I already figured always, it out. I, yeah. And this is a, a whodunit type oh, of movie. You knew? Oh, like you knew? So, you got to pay attention to everything. But okay. they do, it's, it's not your typical one. So, I, I'd still say see it. I enjoyed it. And it's, and it's like a fun movie. You know, Daniel Craig, I think, is pretty funny and he's a sure, good sure, sure. i think he's a good character in this movie and just like you know how he talk he has the the slow like southern accent to him of like just your classic southern dude who comes in to try to solve a mystery so it's like one of those i'd say go see it. i might see it again just to see if there's stuff i missed but uh yeah go check it out Okay. I'd okay. say if you, if you have a, wait if you got a free uh, couple uh, hours check it yeah. out. I'll probably I'll probably wait Oh man, good stuff. There's a lot of good. It's it's getting to that time of year where there's a lot of good uh, TV, Netflix, everything. Started watching 90 Day Fiance, 
with the oh, old man. Uh, ball oh, and chain. Man, it's good. <laughs> We're so in it, dude. We're so in it. I, I love that I just, show. I can't stop. I can't. I she she's coming home from work any minute, and uh, can't wait to turn it back on and start watching. I'm. Is it two? in a new season? It's because well, every time I the last time right I looked now, at but... it, there was they had somebody from before the ninety days on there. The the like the old white chick with the guy from Africa. I don't know. I don't and think I think I she's trying to get him to come to the U.S. Because well, they don't show everyone. I'm only I'm on season two. I'm early season oh, two. I'm, I'm on just... the, this is the current season. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're see. It's already season seven. We're we're watching from all the way uh, back to the early days. So we're oh man, yeah, it's, it's great. It's good. It's good stuff. It's it's just good, <laughs> entertaining, pointless television. <sighs> all right, Marcus. I got to tell you, we're. The Knicks are making it really hard to do this podcast because we come on, we point at all the problems, the Knicks keep losing. We're talking about how there's no hope. We got to get back to the drawing board and, and and figure out we need some good news, okay? We need we're on a five game losing streak, six of seven, I think eight of ten. Ugh God. It's even worse than that though. Twelve of Oh God. It's so bad. It's just, it's so bad. There's so many L's. And hey, the schedule, Milwaukee, Denver, Indiana, Portland. The next four games, we're looking at a nine-game losing streak. It's it's (laughs) got to be bad. So the LaMelo chants are going to start. We're going to have to start watching college basketball, see who the Knicks are going to be behind next year, but... You know what? We're gonna we're gonna keep going because when the Knicks do turn it around, we're gonna be the first ones there. That's, that's, that's what I love to tell people. That's always tell people. Yeah. We're just waiting for the tides to turn. Be ready. All right. Glad you had a good Thanksgiving. This has been episode twenty six. Episode twenty six of Let's Talk Knicks. We'll talk to you next time.